Hey you, it's Cassie. Welcome back to Bits and Bobs. I told you last week I'd explain the name, and I've been trying all week to think of some really fabulous background story for it so it would live up to the hype. But the truth is, it's just an Irish saying. My chant teacher, uh, the one that isn't John, her name is Darina, she uses it on a fairly regular basis, and I just thought it was fun and a pretty good expression for what this podcast is and does. I mean, let's be honest, much like me, this podcast is all over the place as far as content and as far as me just being me. So there you go. Bits and bobs it is. Let's jump into week three. Just kidding, just kidding. Before we do that, can we get a round of applause for the fabulous jingle that this podcast has now? That little ditty was created by my cousin, Johnny Bailey. Go find him on all your music streaming services. He is a freaking genius. He's actually the person who basically taught me chord and scale theory on the piano like 15 years ago too, so... In some way, he's partly to blame for my musical endeavors in life. I was a glorified babysitter for him and his angelic wife, Bethany, when they moved to Japan a handful of years ago with their 18-month-old. He was 18 months old at the time. Um, So I was just there to lend extra helping hands. But uh, yeah, Japan. We've been to the Philippines together too. Uh, But my best memories of him are just being stupid teenagers in Chicago. So anyway, thanks for my jingle. Love you, cousin. And again, for everyone, his name is Johnny Bailey. Go stalk him on social media and listen to his music. Okay, now let's jump into week three. Monday began with Latin, as Mondays are wont to do. Now that I have the books and have figured out which video link to follow so I can actually see what's going on in class, we are doing so much better. Latin is a really efficient language, so much more efficient than English. And of course, English draws from it so strongly that you can have a fair sense of a ton of words and phrases without having any background in Latin at all. Still, learning any language is hard, and they say it's harder the older you get, so it's not exactly a cakewalk, but I'm going to get plenty of use out of it with chant, and getting into some of the Vatican documents and writings of the church fathers and whatnot. So that should help with retention. I hope it helps with retention. All right, two hours of Latin down. Welcome to round two of that chant I had to perform last week. I am pleased to report that it went much better this time. At least I thought so. Me and the boys at least were able to get all the way through the chants themselves, so that's a win right there. The thing with chant that I'm discovering is that it's not an exact science. Like, I'll have to find some way to show you guys what I'm talking about, because it's just impossible to explain without the visual. Okay, here, stop what you're doing and open a web browser Unless you're listening to this while you're driving, in which case, pull over first or wait, you know, whatever. Anyway, if you can safely stop what you're doing, open a web browser and Google Gregorian chant 
And when you do that, it will bring up pages of music with all of these square notes on it, um, sometimes some other funny shape notes as well, uh, but mostly the Latin with a four-line staff and these square notes. And that's what most people think of when they think of chant. And that's certainly all that I thought that it was. But if you Google St. Gall chant, St. Gall, Gall spelled G-A-L-L, you will get pages of text with a bunch of chicken scratch looking stuff above or below the words. And those squiggles are called nooms. And that is what we're being taught to read in my chant class. The book that we sing all of our chants from, it's called The Graduale Triplex. It has both the square notes on the four-line staff and also the chicken scratch, those nooms, in it. It also has another set of nooms too, but let's just not even go there. Ultimately, when we're singing, we're using the nooms and the square notes to inform what we do, but pretty much all our rhythmic and expressive information is coming from the nooms. So it's just a whole other thing. And hopefully that gives you some idea of why it's just a mind-melting kind of endeavor trying to get into this. Whew. All right, now that I lost everybody, um, I was going to get into something else that really boggles the mind, but I'm just going to save it for next week. Uh, no conversations about first class honors today. I promise you're not missing much, just another miniature anxiety spike on Cassie's part that I will get into later because we always need to hear more of Cassie's mini meltdowns. So anyways, Monday after chant, my schedule alternates between having harmony class and having composition class. And saying class is really kind of a misnomer. They're both more like private lessons because I'm the only student in them. So there's that. But this week, my harmony teacher, Ray, had something come up. So we moved class to Thursday, which is one of the best things about virtual class with just one student. 100% flexibility. So on to Tuesday then, hello, 5 a.m. class. So I'm actually just going to talk about both my Tuesday classes together for the moment because they're kind of mirroring each other at this stage. They're both going to deal with different things around liturgy and the structure of each class is different, but they both start with the history because if we're going to talk about what the church does how we do it, and maybe have a clue about why we do it. Context is key. I still haven't decided how deep into this I want to go. Because people listening to this will undoubtedly be coming from wildly different backgrounds, even if only my friends listen to it. That is the case. Um, Different religions, no religion, different perspectives... Um, yeah, but just to get into the basic facts of this. So the biggest thing I'm learning so far is that we know very little of what the first few centuries of Christian practice looked like. 
And what we thought we knew came from sources that have come under serious scrutiny in the past hundred years or so. And the thing about this that has messed with me the most initially is that somehow, some way, I was given the impression growing up that there was some objectively right way to do church. And at various points, I found myself surrounded by people who would say things like, this is how early Christians did things. Or some who took it even further with, well, this is what Jewish worship worship looks like, is like, was like. So that's how we should do it. Whether they were correct about that statement or not is kind of irrelevant. Problematic, but irrelevant. Um, Whether it was said explicitly or not, I internalized a lot of messages that most of the worshiping world was wrong in the things they did or believed. But somewhere there was a definite and absolute quote-unquote right way to do things. And usually finding that quote-unquote right way involved going as far back into history as possible to find some kind of untainted, pure form of liturgy. Not that anyone I grew up around would have used the term liturgy, but whatever, that's what they were talking about. What I'm getting at, and what my classes seem to be getting at, is that antiquity may not have the answers that we want it to have. And that maybe digging through history for some vision of a perfect church or liturgy is not really what we should be spending our time doing. Oh my gosh, did anything did anything lighthearted happen this week that I could talk about? I feel like this episode is so hefty. Play the jingle again, Cassie. That'll perk everybody up. Man, oh man. Um, yeah. Thursday was actually a pretty light day. Um, we talked about chord inversions in harmony and went over some exercises that I did that Ray promptly covered in red pen with all the corrections. It's fine. I didn't become a songwriter or a composer so that I could just blindly follow the rules. But the teacher's pet in me died a little, seeing all the mistakes I made, you know. We'll get better. We'll get better. It's fine. Um, Our second chant session of the week with our good old friend John was intense, but it was good. John's an intense person in general. I'm getting a feeling. But so is Darina. And actually, my harmony teacher, Ray, who fun fact, is Darina's husband, is also quite intense, but in a different way. I'm legitimately starting to wonder if it's an Irish thing. Even though that was not my impression of Irish people at all when I visited. Maybe St. Patrick's just has them all in one place. Like they just sucked everyone in from the whole island. Who knows? Ooh, all right. Inhale and exhale... I think that's a wrap on this one. Tune in next time to hear me freak out about grades, learn some new idioms, and hear just how close I come to swimming the Atlantic Ocean because doing this program online is just too damn much. Thanks for hanging out with me. This is Bits and Bobs. I will talk to you soon.